0: So for today's devotion, it is entitled Debts to Pay, What Did Jesus Say? So I would like to begin with some reflection questions. First is, how did unforgiveness play a part in the collapse or destruction of our relationships with others? And second, what hurts from the past still brings us pain and how can unforgiveness or how can forgiveness help us move forward and lastly when it comes to relationships what does it mean to have god's power working in our life so rick warren said forgiveness is rarely a one-time event why rarely why are rarely a one-time event because Forgiveness is a decision that you have to make multiple times in a day, multiple times to the same person, multiple times for a lot of people, while most of the time it is the people who are closest to us, who hurts us the most. Rick Warren also said, how often do you have to keep releasing your right to get even? that's a rhetorical question you can ask yourself and then he said until you stop feeling the hurt and you know you're a forgiven that person so it is okay to cry from time to time when you remember but if you continue to feel that hurt and you continue to feel wanting a revenge then you have not fully forgiven he also said that it is not the hurt the refusal to forgive that destroys marriages who are married here sometimes a a small misunderstanding just because the other person or the other spouse did not forgive it becomes a fight that's not good Warren said nobody ever feels like forgiving But you do it because it is the right thing to do, and you do it to get on with your life. These steps are not easy, but with God's power, you can do it. He said by God's power. So, this is supported by a Bible verse. Let's read in Zechariah 4, 6. So, he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit," says the Lord of hosts. Because it is really not easy to do that on your own, right? Well, in Philippians chapter 4, verses 13, says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is really hard to forgive. But being a forgiving person, a merciful person, is actually a strength we can draw from Christ. So now let's begin to read the parable of the unmerciful servant, where we can read at Matthew chapter eighteen, verses twenty-three to thirty-five. Let's first begin with the prologue in verses twenty-one to twenty-two. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he began to settle accounts one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents but as he was not able to pay his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made the servant therefore therefore fell down before him saying master Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe me. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved, and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master after he had called him said to him you wicked servant i forgave you all the debt because you begged me should you not also have compassion on your fellow servant just as i had pity on you and his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him so my heavenly father also will do to you Each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Praise God for that beautiful gospel. I personally had a lot of reflection as I have been studying this parable. First one is that I realized forgiveness is equal to kindness and kindness is part of the fruit of the spirit so if you want to have that fruit we have to be forgiving in luke chapter 6 verse 36 it says there therefore be merciful just as your father also is merciful we have to be just like our father and how he forgave us when we were called to accept him remember when we accepted him we confessed our sin and we made him our Lord and Savior. Jesus, he was able to forgive all our sins from the past. He is after our life in the future with him, and not in the past without him. Well, in Ephesians chapter four, verses thirty-two, we can read and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Again it says there we have to be forgiving just the way Christ has forgiven us and we are called to be kind, tender-hearted, and forgiving one another. And in 1 John chapter 4 verse 11 it says there, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So again, we are called to be as loving as God so what does it say forgiveness is equals to kindness god is forgiving and we are called to be just like him therefore we have to be forgiving next point i also realized that forgiveness is a command on that parable we are commanded to forgive just how god forgave us let's read in john Chapter 15, verses 5 and 7 to 8. I am the vine, you are the branches. He he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. In verses 7 to 8, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and and it shall be done to you. By this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples this is what I am talking about earlier that kindness is part of the fruit of the Spirit and if you want to bear that fruit we have to continue abiding in the Lord sometimes you would say Lord it's so hard to forgive I'm still in pain but forgiveness is a decision remember forgiveness is something that we have received from the father so why can't we give, why can't we give it for our neighbors to our loved ones to our family members to our children to our spouses why is it so hard is it is it because we still don't abide in the lord Forgiveness is something that we have to ask from the Lord. Something like, Lord, give me that strength to forgive. Because it is a strength from the Lord to be forgiving. It is a strength from God to have an open heart, to accept somebody's iniquity, especially if they ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness is not only given if the person asks for forgiveness, we have to forgive even if they don't say sorry even if they don't want to accept that they had a fault. Third point is the consequence of unforgiveness. We can read at John chapter 15 verse 6, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Would you like to be a cast out? Would you like to wither? And would you like to be thrown in the fire and be burnt? It is saying that a consequence of unforgiveness while unforgiveness is a sin is equals to death. In Matthew 6 verses 12, and 14 to 15 we can read and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors for if you forgive men their trespasses your Heavenly Father will also forgive you but if you do not forgive men their trespasses neither will your father forgive your trespasses so we have to forgive whoever had done something wrong to us because we have received forgiveness from our Father from our God the Father and it says there if we forgive others surely the Heavenly Father will forgive us he will be merciful to us one of the consequences if we do not forgive is neither will the Father will forgive us that's scary don't want to be thrown in the fire I don't want to be burned and we know where is that place right? Spurgeon said we incur greater wrath by refusing to forgive than by all the rest of our indebtedness actually who, who will really be imprisoned in not being, for, being for, uh, forgiven. Is it that person that you have not forgiven? Or you who cannot forgive? Also Spurgeon said, if we forgive in words only, but not from the heart, we remain under the same condemnation. So forgiveness shouldn't be only by words. When you said all right okay we're okay now but you never really restored the relationship that's not forgiving from the heart it is not forgiveness from the heart forgiveness from the heart is being able to step forward one step at a time to rebuild that relationship to restore what was broken restore a friendship restore a relationship and most important For married couple is to restore a marriage david guzik said forgiveness is an evidence of truly being forgiven and that habitual unforgiveness may show that a person's heart has never really been touched by the love of jesus this is actually something that i have asked myself my personal testimony is very long but i'll just give you a gist of it I am married, and in a lot of instances, especially when I have not returned to God, when I have have forgotten Jesus. During the time that I haven't acknowledged Him in my marriage, when I have forgotten the Lord in my life, I have been seeking a lot of attention from my spouse. I'm always pointing finger on my spouse why why I'm not happy why I'm discontent why I feel unloved why I feel unsatisfied of myself and every little thing that he would do will get bigger and because I have not really understood what forgiveness that Jesus has given me that he had been merciful with me and that he has embraced me lovingly even if i had a lot of mistakes from before but when i return to jesus and when i restore that relationship that i have lost for many years it is when i understand that the lord has already forgiven me even died on the cross for me he paid it by his own blood and he took it to himself to pay for the sins that I have made. So why can't I give the same forgiveness to my spouse? So when I slowly delivered myself from the sin of unforgiveness, my spouse don't even understand it. I came to that point where... We came to that point where the Lord restored us physically and He has not heard anything bad from me. I just asked Him, so when are you coming back home? It's the only thing that I was able to ask Him. And Then I even asked Him, when are you coming home so I can give you your space back on the closet? Just that. I even asked myself and I'm even amazed of myself I even shared it to my accountability group why is it easy for me now to just say those things like when are you coming back even if my spouse is continuously doing worldly things and then this study came to me it is because the Lord Jesus has really touched my heart and I understood that I have received that forgiveness from Him. It is a very popular thing that we hear, they say, you cannot forgive, you cannot uh, give anything that you don't have. So if you have Jesus' love, you can give love to others. If you have Jesus' forgiveness, you can forgive others. If you have Jesus' compassion, you can give compassion to others. So the Lord was able to explain to me through this parable, what is it that I was able to apply? What it was that I was able to do to be a channel of His grace to my spouse? Okay, so my last point is, what forgiveness is not. First one is, it is not the absence of anger in sin. So there are two things that what forgiveness is not. Number one, it is not the absence of anger at sin. It is not feeling good about what was bad. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23, we can read who when he was reviled did not revile in return when he suffered he did not threaten but committed himself to him who judges righteously so it is not the absence of anger at sin hate the sin not the sinner do not take do not take this as forgetting forgetting the sin No, we have to continuously pray for that person not to fall again in the enemy's scheme to continue sinning because that person is actually lost. The enemy has a foothold and in some person the enemy even have a stronghold or the enemy even already built a fort in their life so we are not supposed to be angry to that, to the sinner. Have to be angry with the sin because that sin is caused by the enemy and we have to be we have to be um, against the enemy especially we all know who that enemy is so we have to commit to him who judges righteously and that is God second It is not the absence of serious consequences for sin so forgiveness is not the absence of serious consequences right forgiveness doesn't mean that that person who caused you pain will no longer be disciplined by the Lord it says there in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 6 for whom the Lord loves he chastens them and scourges every son whom he receives. Jesus Jesus knows how to discipline his children. The Lord knows how. Just imagine it this way. A little child took a money from the pocket of his father. Then the father learned about it. The son said sorry. Do you think the son will not receive any discipline? Of course not. If that father loves him, if the father loves his son, surely he will receive a discipline. Either he could not go out with his friends, or his allowance will be cut off, or he'll get a curfew. That is part of the discipline. And the discipline from the Lord does not mean to hurt us. It does not mean to give us pain. But it is meant to give us important lessons in life. That we will be better, better people. That we will be good people. Okay? The so last point is unforgiveness doesn't hurt anyone but you unforgiveness doesn't hurt anyone but us it is not the person who offended you who will suffer but it is you or me or us who's having that unforgiving heart it says that by not forgiving someone, you end up bitter, unable to move forward, stuck in a perpetual and recurring pain, and in distant far from experiencing the true love of Christ. Did you know that a lot of people who is having cancer have unforgiveness issues? You've heard it right. A doctor once said that When you are unforgiving, when you are filling up yourself with all this pain, grudge, and you're always thinking of that person that you cannot forgive, the cancer cells are using those hormones that is being excreted in our um, in our system, and because we we still have that grudge, those those hormones are. Are the food of those cancer cells that's why they're, they're getting bigger they're multiplying so now who is trapped who is now in prison that person is the one who was not able to forgive so before we end our devotion for this evening i would like to invite you to this simple prayer you can pray with me this is by Rick Warren he said uh, you just keep on forgiving until the pain stops every time you remember that hurt you make an intentional choice to say this in prayer let's pray God that person really hurt me and it still hurts but because I want to be filled with love and that resentment I am choosing to give up my right to get even and wish bad on that person I am choosing to bless those who hurt me God I pray that you'll bless their life not because they deserve it they don't I don't deserve your blessing either God but I pray that you would show grace to them like you have shown to me amen Now let's move on to our conclusion. So first conclusion is that unforgiveness leads to destruction of relationships. So if we don't want our relationships to be destroyed, we have to be forgiving. Number two, forgive others infinitely, non-stop. always have to ask the Lord the strength from the Lord to forgive when we feel weak by doing that we should ask the Lord's strength and we have to pray for the Lord's wisdom number three abide in the love of God to bear the fruit of forgiveness because it is really really hard to forgive if you doesn't know the kind of forgiveness that we have received from God shouldn't be just a head knowledge it should be a knowledge that will eventually become a wisdom and you must be able to feel that in your bones so when that time comes that you have to forgive once more you will know where to get it you know where that source of forgiveness comes from when we receive Jesus, we receive that spring of living water. And once you have received that, it is already within us. And everything that we need, that life-giving spring of living water, we will just get it from inside. We will just find it inside our heart. Because it is already there. You just have to dig deep. Where did we kept it? Where d- how much we have it inside and lastly forgive from the heart forgiveness without the heart is not really walking the talk and when you forgive and then there was no restoration that's not forgiving from the heart you're just forgiving for compliance just to say that everything will be quiet and still and Some would even say, I've forgiven him, I just don't want to talk to him. No, not good. That is still not forgiveness because a restored relationship is the result of forgiveness. That you have really given mercy to that person. Alright, so now let's go back to the reflection questions and see where our heart is presently placed in the issue of forgiveness. Number one, how did unforgiveness play a part in the collapse or destruction of my relationship with others? Second, what hurt from the past still brings me pain, and how can forgiveness help me move forward? And lastly, when it comes to my relationships, what does it mean to have God's power working in my life? So, Thank you so much, everyone, and may you have a blessed evening.